following program is pre-recorded. Welcome to Hope in the Night, late night talk radio offering biblical hope and practical help and on the air now for over 25 years. I'm Jeff Oliver here with author and speaker June Hunt. Well, June, you've begun your series on the emotional hot topics and how to handle your emotions. And uh, so I think that went well as you spoke about anger. Last night. Well, what didn't go well, well was there were a hundred and some odd people trying to zoom in, and I want to apologize. About fifty some odd made it in, but there was some, there was a wrong uh, link, uh, zoom length, uh, link, and so apparently they, I think they fixed it today, and I just want to apologize because even some of our team members wanted to, I said, well, I understood though that you did get in. And said, no, we never got in. Hmm. I heard that there was one person who was very angry on the top. She said, I need this for my life and I can't get in. And I, you know, I so I am so, so sorry. Well, but, but it, I think it's fixed. And so I'm, I'm thinking by Wednesday, everything should be exactly right. And you will communicate how to get in on the Zoom link for the How to Handle Your Emotions series. Yes. And uh, you can always find information on our website at hopefortheheart.org slash events and uh, keep looking there for that to be updated. So we will do that as soon as we can and let you uh, let folks know about that too. Well, one of the it might have just been a good illustration that one of the uh, causes of anger, if I have sat in your class long enough, is frustration, and <laughs> certainly yeah, right. that, that happened last <laughs> night. So we do apologize for that. But next week's topic is going to be depression, and uh, you're going to be mm-hmm. talking about that as well. So, uh, what kinds of things will you share with folks on that topic? Well. Um, Depression, I'm going to handle it very differently than anger. Um, Because I remember when I was thinking about how do you handle, what are the solutions? And so in the solution section, we have definitions, characteristics, causes, and solutions. I deal with the body physically. What can you do physically? The soul, the soul is the mind, the will, and the emotions. So there are three parts there. And um, so mind, will, and, and um, excuse me, uh, there's body, soul, and spirit. So spiritually, what can you do? And I detail that because I think it's very important to realize, I'm going to use the term attack, Attack the issue of of depression or address the issue of depression, not just in one area. Some people know some things to do uh, physically. And great, that's wonderful. But many times you need a multi-focus. Like, what are you, what are you doing mentally? What, what is your mind saying? And so we have a wrong belief and a right belief or... Or we have the wrong thinking versus right thinking, and we detail it and even base it on scripture. So, what, what I'm I'm saying is, there's not just one specific thing to do with in regard to 
uh, depression, I think it's helpful also when you're trying to help someone, someone else. Um, what can you help them? And a lot of people order uh, material on this topic because they want the specifics. Uh, so, in other words, depression, I call it depression, and the whole person, body, soul, and spirit. And then, what are all the things that you just physically can do? I remember when my niece um, was working at a ministry in um, Seattle. She, for some reason, found herself, uh, I will say, battling depression. And I'll never forget, she arrived at my home um, in Dallas, and she had a light bar. Mm-hmm. And what? And many people have what is called SAD, Seasonal Affective Disorder. In other words, some in their physical body, they need um, light. And uh, Seattle is known for having being very cloudy, a lot of rain. Uh, what we're talking about is spending time in the sun, enjoying God's beautiful creation, can be a part of actually helping you. But I'm, I'm talking about research. Research v- reveals that 30 minutes of sunshine can help alleviate depression. Too little sun produces what is called melatonin, which can cause lethargy. And she came in. I didn't know what it was. It was a light bar. A light bar? Well, I'd never seen one. And she said, June, I need to be in front. Aunt June, I need to be uh, in front of this light. And she said, it has made such a difference. Well, she doesn't live. She lives in California now. um, And um, she's a... LPC, a licensed professional counselor. She licensed a marriage and family therapist and has no problem whatsoever. But my, my point is, I would never have thought of that. And yet, for some people, a percentage of the population, they need to be able to be out in the sun, or if there's not sun, there's a way to get light. But there are other things to do, many, many other things to do. Um, you know, in fact, the Bible says light is sweet and it pleases the eyes to those, to see the sun. That's Ecclesiastes 11 verse 7. It's been 20 years since June Hunt was first called into international ministry through the translating of our keys for living into the Russian language. The Lord has refined our focus in recent years to partnership with ministry leaders in key global regions whose reach is expanding to international training events, radio programming, and impact across borders that only indigenous leaders could cross. God is multiplying hope through the translated Keys for Living and the globally relevant counseling model of June Hunt that you have come to understand as a valued listener of Hope in the Night. When you support our Hope for the Heart international ministry, you give directly to men and women who are giving their lives to equip and empower the church in their regions for the Lord's kingdom. Come with us around the world to share the hope of Christ. Visit us online at hopefortheheart.org forward slash international. 
Would you like to talk to June Hunt about a situation in your life? Consider having that conversation on a future broadcast of Hope in the Night and let June help you discover practical help that's grounded in God's truth. Your story will be heard on all of our radio affiliates. And of course, we protect your privacy by providing you with a different name. And as it happens often in our program, when you share your story, you might help someone else find biblical hope and practical help for their life. It's ministry multiplied. For an opportunity to talk with June Hunt on Hope in the Night about an issue, a hurt, a relationship, or some other concern in your life, call 800-917. That's 800-644-4817. And remember, there are no hopeless situations, only people who have grown hopeless. There really are biblical solutions for all of life's struggles. Don't wait. Call tonight. 800-917. 800-644-4817. Welcome back to Hope in the Night with June Hunt. I'm Jeff Oliver, and we want to help you, and we want to help you help others. Our customer support team can be reached at 800-488-HOPE. They're available Monday through Friday, 8 to 5 Central. They'll help guide you to God's hope through our resources. And we want to recommend our keys for living on depression, walking from darkness into the dawn. And again, maybe it's something that would help you as you struggle with that particular issue in your life, or maybe as you help someone else and you can come at it with some understanding and background into how you can help them, how uh, they might be um, helped by uh, by your reading of the information on depression, and maybe you could uh, present that information to them. So if that would be helpful to you, just go again to our customer support team. Call them at 800-488-HOPE, 800-488-4673. Again, it's called Depression, Walking from Darkness into the Dawn. Now, if you'd like to speak with June about something going on in your life on a future broadcast of Hope in the Night, give us a call at 800-917. That's 800-NIGHT-17. And when you call... You'll leave a message for us. We'll get back to you as soon as possible and talk to you about being on an upcoming Hope in the Night, seeing what questions you might have, what things you would like answered for your particular situation that you're going through, the something you're struggling with. We'd like to help you with that. Again, that's 800-917-800-644-4817. Now, maybe you have a question for us that you think is maybe not a big enough question. Uh, maybe it's uh, something that is a, a theological question that's always puzzled you, or maybe there's there's an interpretation of a verse of Scripture that's always confused you, and you'd like to get some insight on that. Maybe this is a quick question you want answered. We would like to help you with that as well. Just uh, email that question to askjune at hopefortheheart.org. That's askjune at hopefortheheart.org, and maybe we will cover your question on a future broadcast of Hope in the Night. We look forward to hearing from you, seeing what uh, we can help you with. So again, that's askjune at hopefortheheart.org. Let's get to our caller for tonight. And this evening, we welcome a listener from KCBI in Texas. Tonight, we have Chloe. Hello, Chloe. Welcome to Hope. Hi, June. Hi. It's such a pleasure to get to have the opportunity to speak with you. I've been anticipating this for days. And I just, um, I truly care. for your ministry oh, and thank you. all that you do to help people. 
And, Aren't you um, thoughtful? <laughs> I, Thank you. I actually got started listening to you some months ago where this young woman, uh, he was taking care of her dad. Oh. And she wanted to know how to set a boundary with him because he was, he had a foul mouth. Oh, and, yes. And she wanted to help him. And you help her step set a boundary that I just thought was amazing. I, mm. I did. I'm not just saying that. I, I don't throw away compliments. And um, I mm. listened to you and how to counsel her. And it worked. It took about oh. eight months <laughs> for him to get the message. But she just was consistent and she pursued it and he finally oh. got the idea she wasn't going to come and help him do his housework if he's going to say nasty things, <laughs> words. Yes. And that's what got well, started me listening to you. Well, I remember um, un, even personally uh, um, a situation I'm thinking right now where, yes, um, a a daughter was uh, very diligent and um, well she didn't know what to do about and this was not on radio this was I, I never will forget it she was a nurse and yet her father when she would go to help uh, he would just say things that were vile and and so we talked about it and it, it was great she, what she did and and so she set a boundary and said, Dad, if you choose to talk this way, that just lets me know that you don't really want me here because that, that hurts my heart. It, it, it offends me. And so you're right. Um, uh, we, we worked this out. She, she told me about what she did, and I was so impressed. And um, she would leave, you know, because he would try her out. And sure enough, if he would say, Dad, here, I'm... I'm here to help you, but if you're choosing this, then that's your choice. And so that lets me know that you're choosing that I leave. Oh, no, no, I'm not. And, Dad, I already told you I would leave if you talked this way. But I'll be back next week, and we can try again. Mm -hmm. And she drove back home, and then she drove the next Saturday. And, um, you know, I'm here to help if you want my help. And so it, it, but she had to be consistent. That was just the key. So I'm, I'm just adding this to tell you that it was, it's not just on radio, but this has worked and, and boundaries are a part of if, if something is not appropriate, we at times need to say, if that's what you choose, that's your choice. But then I will let you know, I'm going to choose to leave. And sometimes that's hard for people who've never done that before. Yeah. Yeah. So what, do you have a situation that you're calling about that um, involves a, a boundary? Yes, it, it certainly includes boundaries. Um, okay. Well, tell me what's I, I going on. What I was thinking, too, is it kind of touches on on some different subjects, but I'll, I'll let you take a lead on that. Oh. And um, You just tell um, me well, what's going on. Boundaries. Mm -hmm. Boundaries right now that I, sometimes I've asked my question in the past few months. I know boundaries are important, but 
it just seems you can't control what somebody else says or what they do to a certain degree. That's true. Um, and I have just kind of felt helpless in this. Huh. Um, but describe uh, the situation. I, my husband died of just a few years ago. Um, so I'm a first-time senior now, and this is oh. a whole new experience. <laughs> and and um, how, how long ago after, did he die? He, he died a little over seven years ago. Mm-hmm. Seven years ago. Wow. Mm-hmm. But, I'm so um, sorry for I, your loss. I, I, thank you. Um, we were high school sweethearts and oh. married 45 years. Oh, and, how special. Because uh, I know people who's been married a lot longer than that. And um, I know, and, and, and I met a, a couple, uh, they've been married a lot longer than my husband and I were. But um, they, they, he had um, seven, seven mothers, seven different mothers with different men and all. And um, oh. and I, and I said, well, how long have y'all been married? And they said, sixty years. <laughs> I, I said, you're Chicago. <laughs> I mean, are you serious? You got the numbers backwards or something or whatever? <laughs> and I said, oh no. And I said, well, how did you do that? Hmm. Um, he looked at me and, yeah, he said, I've had seven, it was either, I know the number was seven, either seven mothers mm. or seven daddies. Mm. Mm. One or the other. And I said, well, have you stayed married for 60 years? Mm-hmm. And he said, he said, we both made a decision that we weren't going to allow or permit Anything to come into our marriage that would destroy it. He said, what, you know, he said, I know I've I've had so many different daddies or mothers, whichever was. He Mm -hmm. said, I just made up my mind. He said that me and my wife was not going to get divorced, Mm -hmm. that we were going to work through anything, whatever it took. And he said, now we've been married 60 years. And that was a message to me, you know. Mm-hmm. Yes. And although I was married just one time, uh, there was many opportunities and strategies that the enemy tried to destroy my home. Mm. And, um, but, um, so so I so where where are you living right now? Are oh, you? I'm in the Dallas area, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Dallas okay. area, Texas, uh, mm-hmm. and, and I'm living are, by myself now. And boy, that's a change, you know. Mm-hmm. I mean, to be married for so long, and I actually found my husband dead. Oh my goodness! And, I'm so sorry. And I had mm-hmm, I had uh, been his caregiver. He was terminal, mm-hmm. so he had to have twenty four seven care, and so I resigned from my other caregiving job. And after that, kind of in between, I I trained and and uh, was training to become manager of a gift shop. But he died, and mm-hmm. I was injured seriously. There was so much going 
going on there that it's just, it was very stressful. Um, but there's something that I wanted to ask you about, share about. Okay. Um, um, I don't know what you call this, but I actually, I shared this with one person, and um, that I'd never shared it with anybody before, not at the wedding. And I could, um, I was in the room, it, this was a tr- in the sanctuary, and I'm standing against the wall, and I'm observing this wedding. Okay. I'm saying everything go on. And while I'm against the wall, nobody knew I was there. I mean, it was just the wedding was happening, and I was just watching. So here, everyone is sitting there on the pews, and the groomsmen, and all that, you know, the traditional wedding, and the groom mm-hmm. was standing next, near the minister, wherever. Mm-hmm. Here's what I saw. I saw the bride going down the aisle in her beautiful white gown and the veil and everything, and she had her bouquet of flowers. But, and everybody was observing this wedding, but I, what I saw was entirely different. I saw the wedding go, going on, but her gown turned wrong side out. Are you saying this? This is uh, this was uh, something you physically observed with your eyes. Well, I the veil wedding happened. It was like I was in it. Nobody saw me, but it was like if you was watching a video or watching TV. Except I was in. I was just standing against the wall observing this wedding. Yes. While she was going down the aisle, her dress mm-hmm. turned wrong side out. Her veil turned wrong side out. And the groom, I mean the, yeah, the groom, his suit turned wrong side out. So was this a vision that you were having or was this must, real? I what you call it. That's the only oh. thing I guess. That's what you call it. But see, this was a difference. When her gown turned wrong side out, there was tags. June Hunt and the Ministry of Hope for the Heart have an exciting new resource to encourage you and equip you to help others. It's called the Care and Counsel Library, and it's available at hopefortheheart.org slash ccl. The Care and Counsel Library has 50 topics in 10 volumes with clear answers from God's Word and practical solutions to real-life issues. It is the culmination of decades of ministry from the compassionate, relevant guidance of June Hunt. This library includes volumes such as Grief and Loss, Abuse and Trauma, Depression and Suicide, and more. These are excellent training tools for counselors, life coaches, or anyone who wants to grow in biblical wisdom to address the real issues of life. Learn more and get the Care and Counsel Library at hopefortheheart.org slash ccl. That's hopefortheheart.org slash ccl.
If you're looking for a place to find encouragement and guidance, check out junehunt.org. That's where you can find June's practical, biblical resources, including June's books and Bible studies on a variety of topics like anger, depression, forgiveness, addictions, relationships, and more. June's resources offer biblical hope and practical help for all of life's challenges. They are great for personal study and growth and equipping you to help others. At junehunt.org, you can also find June's music, her translated books in Spanish, and keep up with all the latest news and interviews with June. And if you've missed an airing of Hope in the Night, you can access the broadcast archives from this site and search for specific topics. At junehunt.org, there's also a place to donate and support us financially to help more people find practical guidance from God's Word through our radio broadcasts, biblical resources, and more. We're grateful for your prayers and support, and we hope you'll check out the resources for you at junehunt.org. Welcome back. I'm Jeff Oliver, and you are listening to Hope in the Night with June Hunt. We're a ministry of hope for the heart. We'd like to thank you for your prayers and continuous support of this ministry. It really means so much to us. If you have any questions about tonight's topics or any number of topics, we have over 100 keys for living that will help you to address your situation. Just give our customer support team a call at 800-488-HOPE. Anytime Monday through Friday, 8 to 5 Central Time, and they can help you access the right resources. We mentioned the topic of boundaries, and we do have information on that called How to Set them how to keep them. That's our one of our keys for living. Also, if you happen to have a child or a teen in your sphere of influence, maybe it's your own child, or maybe it's a, a grandchild, or someone else you uh, you care about and want to help. We have a couple of books that would help you as well in terms of boundaries. They are called Bonding with Your Child Through Boundaries, and also Bonding with Your Teen Through Boundaries. Two separate books uh, that you might find helpful there as you deal with that particular topic. Just call customer support at 800-488-HOPE. Well, let's return to our conversation now with Chloe. Well, Chloe, I'm so glad you called. I um, want us to talk. What did you hope at the end of our conversation that you would receive from me um, and from this call? All right. All right. Are you Does still that make, there? Yeah, yeah. And what I what I asked was, when we would finish the call, what did you hope that you would receive from me uh, in regard to the reason why you called? What What did you hope that we would accomplish? Well, from what I was beginning to share with you. Um, the tags that I mentioned that I saw on the wedding dress mm-hmm. was um, those tags on there was uh, hopeless, uh, depression. Mm. Um, I, I didn't have boundaries, but what it was that I saw, June, was a bride walking down the aisle yes. and the groom and her dress turned wrong side out. Everybody else saw the the 
everything going, you know, normal and all. Mm-hmm. But what I saw was abuse and suicide. Mm-hmm. And these were tags hmm. uh, pinned to the dress. Yes. And what I realized was, and uh, even with babies, um, although this was, would have been further down the road, was tags on its diaper. Hmm. There was um, little tags on its shoes. But, but this young woman getting married, mm-hmm. when her dress tongue turned wrong side out, you, you saw all the pain. Oh, you saw pain, yes. Yeah, all of this was pain, but they were little tags pinned to her gown, but underneath, nobody else could see. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So here I see this young bride going down the aisle and the groom, and what are they about to say, I do? Mm-hmm. And then as each year goes by, you know, time passes on, his pain and her pain collided. Mm, collided. Collided, see, because yes. just a, um, accumulations of hurt. And, so here they get married, and then a few years later, they have their babies. Mm-hmm. And people that get married... I was not whole. I was not a whole person, and neither was my husband. Mm-hmm. But we get married, and we say, I do, till death do us part. And so there's hurts, new hurts and new wounds. Not, not only what you bring into the marriage, but then there's new hurts and new pains. And then there's... So... People get divorced, so they, it's, it's, it's like layers, there's just pain, and so they have babies, and then they get divorced, and then they find somebody else, mm-hmm. and, and all this pain from the time they could be in the womb becomes those little tags all underneath, and, and nobody really sees all the deep hurt and the pain, and so I got to see that. When her dress turned wrong side out, I got to see what was really in her soul. Mm. Pain that maybe nobody else saw or knew. But she held all that pain. And so then you see her down with the minister, and he's standing there, and they're getting ready to say, I do, with all this pain from the time they were babies, possibly. Mm-hmm. Um, that let me see a part of what people, when they wed, like, you know, but there's all this hurt and pain going on down in there. We had no idea what we were in for. When we got married, we had no idea. Yes. I came with abuse and attempted murder on me. Um by two people. One was my, one was my dad. Uh, others were my family members or somebody that hurt me, you know, with a knife at my throat, mm. with a, a strangulation that tried to take place. So 
I asked God one day. I just asked him. I said, God, what is my problem? Why do I have such a hard time talking to you? And he said, and then I mentioned a few people. That was the cause of the pain. And I mentioned it to him, and my dad was the last one I mentioned. And I thought I was going to maybe get an answer about one of these other people that hurt me. Not so. It was my dad. Mm-hmm. My mm-hmm. dad beat me with a board. I looked wow. like I'd been in a car accident. This was my dad that did this to me. Somebody who was supposed to love me, somebody yes. that I trusted, somebody that I thought that loved me, he didn't love me. He didn't know the meaning of the word. But I took that, I took that when he hit me. It's like it conceived in my heart. and hmm. my soul, it took root. And that's kind of like where the cross, right there was the cross. And I've listened to Billy Graham so much that he speaks of the cross. Mm-hmm. I mean, I listened to him for hours. He speaks of the cross and hope, hope. And I thought of hope. I thought of hope in the night. How your ministry gives hope to people. And that's where the cross is. And But surrender um, frightens me. Because here I was 18 years old. I was um, on a date. And we double dated. Mm-hmm. And... Here's the word, anticipation. And I told this young man to take me home. But you take me home, which was just down the street. And we were to drive in theater. And mm. he started posing things and I said, to me, questions. No. So mm-hmm. here was the word, anticipation that I was going to be able to go home and talk to my dad. My dad. I just wanted to go home and talk to my dad. Mm-hmm. I never got the opportunity because when I walked through that door, he picked up a two-by-four and began to beat me. Mm. I never got a chance to speak. I never did. Back throughout my life, he did not talk to me. He never made it right. He never said, I was wrong for doing yes. that to you. Mm-hmm. Until he died in his 80s. I never heard him sorry. I never heard, would you forgive me? I was wrong. I should not have acted that way. Yes. But he never did. I was just 18, and the rest of his life, he never spoke to me. Hmm. And I've heard about things with people and family members not speaking or anything. You know, our life here, June, is short. 
eternity is a long time. Yes. So the reason I wanted to share that with you is because people get married, they walk down the aisle with the mm-hmm. hurts and the pains that nobody else can see. And they say, I do, thinking they're going to be married forever on, you know, on this earth. But yes. they don't because of all the struggles, the pain, the wounds, everything. That, I guess that was a vision because I got to see everything. And when her dress turned wrong side out, mm-hmm. I got to see the tags that was pinned to her dress and the tags on his seat underneath that nobody else could see. But they were going to say, I do. Hopefully, hoping they'd live happily ever after. Well, Chloe, you said one thing that's important here. When you're describing this, you're talking about part of your life, about these things that these tags represented. They were symbolic of you and your life early on. Mm -hmm. And yet, what I heard you say is you were married, and even though... All these negatives were here. You said he was your high school sweetheart and you were married for over 40 years. Mm -hmm. And then he died, you said, seven years ago. Mm -hmm. And so it's like there was not, um, I'm hearing there was not a continuation of that very, very painful upbringing that you had is that correct in your marriage or did that continue he was good to me but I I acted out things all that pain it didn't just stop because we got married I the pain just continued in my soul okay And that's legitimate until you have the opportunity to release the pain and process the pain. And the Lord, the Bible says, the Lord heals the brokenhearted and saves those who are crushed in spirit. So he knows at times we are brokenhearted. It's been 20 years since June Hunt was first called into international ministry through the translating of our Keys for Living into the Russian language. The Lord has refined our focus in recent years to partnership with ministry leaders in key global regions whose reach is expanding to international training events, radio programming, and impact across borders that only indigenous leaders could cross. God is multiplying hope through the translated Keys for Living and the globally relevant counseling model of June Hunt that you have come to understand as a valued listener of Hope in the Night. When you support our Hope for the Heart international ministry, you give directly to men and women who are giving their lives to equip and empower the church in their regions for the Lord's kingdom. Come with us around the world to share the hope of Christ. 
Visit us online at hopefortheheart.org forward slash international. As we each solve the puzzle that is our life, we often have questions we can't answer. Usually, they're little nagging questions, but sometimes they're larger. So large, in fact, the answer or even the question itself can have life-changing consequences. June Hunt believes the best answers to these tough questions come from God Himself, and He's given us those answers in the Bible. For more than 20 years now, June has helped callers find these biblical answers and apply them to their lives. You can talk with June on her radio program, Hope in the Night, about an issue, a hurt, a relationship, or another concern in your life. Call 800-NIGHT-17. And remember, there are no hopeless situations, only people who have grown hopeless. There really are biblical solutions for all of life's struggles. Don't wait. Call now, 800-644-4817. You are listening to Hope in the Night with June Hunt. I'm Jeff Oliver. We'll get back to our caller in a moment. If you have any questions or concerns about uh, the topics that we bring up here on the program, you can call our customer support team at 800-488-HOPE. They're available Monday through Friday, 8 to 5 Central. They'd be happy to help you to get the right resources into your hands, or maybe it's a resource you can find uh, free on our website. Uh, Many resources are there as well. So just talk to customer support about what uh, kind of help you would like and what uh, you might be going through, what might uh, be most beneficial for you as you sort through a situation in life. We want to recommend one of our keys for living uh, tonight, and it is called Abuse Recovery. Uh, That and Many other resources are available to you by calling customer support at 800-488-HOPE. That's called Abuse Recovery from Surviving to Thriving. And uh, customer support can help you with that. Let's return now to our conversation with Chloe. Chloe, I am uh, very touched by how you symbolized the well, it's this as you said, like a vision that you had, and um, how you saw this bride, and yet others only saw the dress. You saw the underside, and what I mean by you said, you saw the other side, and there were tags. You, um, they collided uh, when there was. A marriage, but you know the truth is, um, when there is, and I'm written down the words that you've said on the tags: hopeless, depression, abuse, suicide. Uh, these are powerful words, and these are wounds. And you talk about all this hurt and all this pain that you experienced in childhood. By the way, I'll just let you know, I at one time lived for the day my dad would say, I was wrong. I'm sorry. I never heard those words. And there were things that, you know, I I, I was not re- uh, regularly beaten, but when I confronted my dad about his women and all this, I received 
a beating I will never uh, forget. Um, now, I understand where you, when you said, I never heard from your dad, I was wrong. I'm sorry. And immediately that made me think, I, I, mean, I was just living for that day. And I had to learn to quit living for that. Because what changed me was I went to my mom and I said, how can you be so nice to him? I remember this as though it was yesterday. How can you be so nice to him? And I, he had just torn her down. It just the words just hurt my heart. And I, have, I remember I had clenched teeth, which I typically don't. And she said, oh, honey, this is what was life-changing for me. Oh, honey, he doesn't know the Lord. If he only knew the Lord, he wouldn't be that way. So she was not focusing on the fault. I was focusing always on his fault. She focused on his need. He needed a changed life through Christ. And all of a sudden, it so surprised me that I thought, oh, he does need a changed life. Now, I, I, I don't think I was a Christian at that moment. I was being introduced to authentic Christianity for the first time. And then I saw, though, the difference it made. I, um, I quit living for hearing, I'm sorry. And what... All I can tell you is, uh, and a lot of people, most people don't understand abuse, serious abuse. Um, and, and I don't expect people to. I just know that many people have had pain. And you're, you're right about the impact of pain, especially when... You think it's hopeless. Whatever it is is hopeless. But I'm hearing you've had, of course, a major loss. You said your husband died seven years ago. And I'm just, I'm just wondering, with this kind of pain, and you agreed, I mean, you clearly stated getting married, even though it sounds like he wasn't abusive, it didn't absolve all the pain that you had at all. No. And that's no. understandable. Um, I can still have my eyes moist with tears, um, even though I typically don't cry. But um, today uh, there was something that happened, and I, I, I was so shocked at my that I actually... I, my voice cracked, and it was dealing, telling about something in my uh, teenage years and the pain that, that um, was going on, and um, I'm still impacted. But I have, I have a thought I'm going to pose to you, mm-hmm. and that is I, every great once in a while, I will talk with someone, and I'll ask them to do a timeline of their lives. And 
I'm going to see if this could even help you. And what it is is for you to take a piece of paper and put a, a, a line from the top to the bottom. And then the timeline would deal with your childhood. And you're going to section off that long line from top to bottom into three sections. One would be your childhood. One would be your youth. And then you'd be, uh, be your, your adulthood. And for you to begin chronologically, just making a little, little hash mark. Uh, you know, how old were you approximately in, you know, in childhood? And it, but what was going on in childhood? Okay. And you would write down, meaning you'd put a little hash mark. Uh, the first, I guess, could just be your birth. But then what were the things that were painful to you? What hurt you? Uh, what pressed your heart down? Because I can tell you had some things that occurred that were incredibly painful. And then to do that for your youth, your um, teenage years, which you've just described. Uh, and But you'll, again, in chronological order. And then in adulthood, what has been hurtful? What hurt your heart? What pressed you down? You know, like depression is depressed. It is pressed down. And there are situations that press our hearts down. And the, this is normal. This is what we call situational depression. It's based on situations that hurt our hearts. And then when you get finished... And certainly even the loss of your husband would be in, in your adulthood. But other things that are hurtful to you. But then you come back and knowing that the Lord cares about you. Uh, you know, the, the, the Bible even says, my soul is in deep anguish. That's Psalm 6, verse 3. And Psalm 143 says, Teach me to do your will, for you are my God. May your good spirit lead me on level ground. There, there are highs and lows, but the important thing is you and I have been created by God and in Psalm 147, it says, he, he heals the brokenhearted and binds up their wounds. At times we are wounded, and yet we are not by ourselves when we enter into a, a true, authentic relationship with God through Christ. Have you done that? I don't, I don't feel like I'm 
I know you use these two words, authentic Christian. Mm-hmm. I don't think I've been an authentic Christian because okay. I, 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 I've held my heart in a place where I would think I was protecting myself because uh-huh. I wasn't going to let somebody else hurt me. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. I've lived a life alone simply because I've been scared to just uh. simply surrender, surrender. Yes. And it doesn't work very well for me try to try and protect myself because I feel like I've been wearing fig leaves. And God says, where are you? Oh, I'm protecting myself mm-hmm. from other people, from other hurts and things. And I, I just can't stand it. So I, I've actually held a kind of a shuttered life. just all to me, all by myself, mm-hmm. living on my own, where I've been afraid because it's like if I put my trust in him, I get hurt. And it's not his fault. He, you know, he's not schizophrenic. He is not. God is steadfast. He's stable. And so if hurts happen or something, like what my dad did, he was just dumping everything on me. Right. It, you know? Okay. So no, I you know, just, I, yes. I've been afraid. It's okay. like trying to be obedient, but I don't know how. I don't know. Well, I have an idea. I want us, if you're all right with this, could we talk again? Okay, I yes. want to. Okay, I want you to do this timeline at first, right. and then when you complete that timeline, read through it. And it's okay if you okay. have tears. Doesn't matter what you feel. I mean, you feel what you feel. But I want you then to go back and put the word past, past, past by every little hash mark because it's all in the past and then what I'm going to be doing I'm going to send you something that I think you will find very helpful it's called abuse recovery something I've written abuse recovery from surviving to thriving because yes you have survived but I want you my friend I want you to thrive. And the Bible is very clear. The Bible says it is for freedom that Christ has set us free. We will send our Keys for Living called Abuse Recovery from Surviving to Thriving. We'll send that out to tonight's caller. And we do that free of charge because of your generous support of this ministry. If you'd like to give to keep those resources going out and to keep this program on the air, you may do so at hopefortheheart.org slash donate. And we thank you. You may order resources for yourself at 800-488-HOPE anytime Monday through Friday, 8 to 5 Central Time. And our materials and past programs are available at hopefortheheart.org. Also, find our programs wherever you get your favorite podcasts. Until next time, for June Hunt, I'm Jeff Oliver saying you hang on to hope.